good people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's our anniversary. That's right. It's our anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is this is the the non hangover edition because we preemptively celebrated the anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Every bro woke up with headaches. So now you get us live. We, we, we party all week, son. It's like Mardi Gras. You know what I'm saying? That's the way we do. We're physically here. We're physically here in the same room. In the building. Talking. <laughs> as per the podcast title. <laughs> uh, but it's been actually, there was some, I forgot to mention something. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Guess who's got a new album coming out? Uh-oh. Mr. Pac. Oh yeah, Mr. Pac announced a new album. Yeah, yep, it new new the new I'll, I'll, I'll read it straight from the press release. Okay, Anderson Pac has announced a new album, Venture, which will be out April twelfth via Aftermath. Huh? Uh, his 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 ready for this? Ready ready for the Angel of Death? Executive produced by Dr. Dre. The record was made at the same wow. time as last year's Oxnard. Hmm. <sighs> but maybe it's going to be like a you know a future thing where it's just like Hendrix and you know like whatever like maybe it's like this is Oxnard the, was like the hip hop album like the heavy and then like now this is going to be like the smoothed out it's going to be this is going to be this is going to be a good album they're going to lead with the week and they hit you with the the rap, <laughs> the, the rabbit punch in the back or basically. maybe or maybe you know I, look maybe like Pac took the criticism to heart <laughs> and he's like oh shit like I was a critically acclaimed darling what happened. <laughs> What happened, Dre? <laughs> what happened? Where's the body, Dre? Where, where is Sha? It's, but you know what's good though, in a weird fucked up way. I could, because the thing is, you got to figure that you, maybe it's you know as a lot of things, the B sides, like you know, usually the B sides tend to be the more stripped down songs that you know you didn't put as you know this is good, but it's not gonna make the album cut. So yeah. maybe because like I said, it's it's still and we've had this back and forth. We still have to have the the combats with Chris. <laughs> But it's the idea of where, you know, it's still, at the end of the day, there's still a lot of good ideas in that album. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's not, but, you know, so that, that that was the breaking news that broke out. I, I, I didn't get that. I, I got the press release for the tour. Yeah, no, no. It's so, it's, uh, it's literally right before you walked in. I wait. was like, oh, shit, I saw my phone. And I was like, I figure, you know, I'll throw it out there, you know, for yeah. you, pa- yeah. all you Pac, Pac uh, fans, pre. But, <laughs> and I saw that he's playing Madison Square Garden, which oh, is nice. crazy. He can't be, like, solo? Uh, I think like Thundercats on wow. there. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like I forgot. Like uh, it's like Thundercat, Mac DeMarco, and No Name. Wow, <laughs> a tour that makes no sense, but yet makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> that's 2019. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> wow. Props to Mac. Mac is slept on because I, I think it's a uh, Van Hunt. <laughs> I remember Van Hunt wrote it. I think it was, he wrote it. I can't, but anyway, he had a piece where basically it, 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 he was making the argument that <laughs> Mac DeMarco was a heavily underrated guitarist. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was basically on some fanboy stuff. And, and the thing is with Mac DeMarco, even though he has this weird like, oh, shucks, like, you know, almost like, you know, dirty hipster kind of thing happening. Yeah. It, he does have some really cool, like soulful, like melody ideas. He does. Yeah. He does. Like he's somebody where... Like it's 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 like he's a really lazy, dirty Tame Impala. Like somebody who's just like you know, it's a good look. You know, still look. I'm still waking to go partying to four in the morning, drinking heavily, waking up. You know, I mean, I wonder if he's going to get into that black people echelon with Tame Impala and, and James Blake. Oh, he's out there partying, <laughs> you know? stealing all the food from the back room. No, I mean just more of like you know, he's 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 like you see him in the club 
and then he goes to restore recording studio and then like you have offset on 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 your track like i wonder if that's going to happen it already happened to tame impala it already happened to james blake you know he's, he's like, just out there with like duty levi and like just beat up trucker cat in the back like you know he'll fix up the levels for like offsets records <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, yeah, what else? Uh, oh, and then the other new album news is uh, we have apparently a new owner. I'm joking about this, but like Solange and Black Planet. So yeah, so when I first saw that, I thought that Solange would, well, they had bought Black Planet, <laughs> which would be the the best flex of 2019. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you can't, it can't be like worth that much money. Like, I, I feel like you can get that. I'm pretty sure we could afford it. I'm pretty sure right now, if we went to our, our you know, just a little bit, we could rebuild Black Planet. I'm going to start a Kickstarter now, actually. But, like, apparently it was just, like, Solange, basically, I don't know if it was, like, an album announcement or, like, she just, like, got bored and her UX designer and her web designer, like, like got high and <laughs> decided to do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're black. Yeah. There's a website I learned about called Black Planets. You can put it both together. And like, you know, I, I think like I remember sending you the tweet. I was like, yo, this is dope. And then I actually like clicked the link. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 it was kind of weird. It's it's stunty. I wish you know what would be cool if she like had like content. If if it was like like listening to music or video or something. But it was just like Solange on Black Planet, which is kind of cool. Like, I guess that in itself is kind of a, a fun thing, a fun idea. Yeah. But you kind of, you know, I don't really come to her for like jokey meme type things. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And like, I, I, you know, I haven't heard of any Easter eggs. Like, you know, I didn't know if there's Easter eggs or like maybe you click on like something and it does play a song or pop up a video. Um, you know, I, I thought it was like a really kind of cool idea. Like, I. It got me, right? Like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Solange on Black Planet. But, like, once I got there, I was just like, oh, man, the execution was okay. Yeah, but, no, it even crashed the site, apparently, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, I'm sure Black Planet <laughs> is on, like, 2002. <laughs> Dial-up modem. <laughs> Intel Pentium 2 servers. <laughs> so, I'm sure that's not hard to do. Somebody's running in there for fire extinguisher. Beige boxes on fire. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, on the marketing plan of Solange and Company? I think it's cute. I think it's, I, I think, like I said, it's, it's, the, it's the lack of content. I think if she came out with that whole Black Planet stuff and it was a new video and it was a, it was something that was a little more media, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Now it is for like a weird cheap ploy where like Black Planet gave her money just to show that they still exist. Which they do, by the way. Which because, I was surprised. Yes, yeah, because my, my fiance has a, has a Black Planet page for her dog and then her old dog for, Rest in peace. Possibly, possibly to, not. To, That's for, a long. For a, them to mate. Well, there's a. You know, that was back in the days. She was ahead of the social media game, where you have like all these like like animal accounts. Oh, now. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, but it's, but she checks in there, and it's it was still alive. It's like still alive. Like it's not. It hasn't disappeared. So, if you guys have some black planet pages from back in the days, and you know salacious inboxes. And you plan on running for any kind of government, <laughs> CIA job, I would highly suggest wink, wink, hint, hint. You go in there and they're short of evidence before you get, you know, Dude, you, you get coined on stage. Yeah, fam. <laughs> like, you can't have anything anymore. Nah, you got to hide that, you know, and be like, <laughs> and, and t- in 2001, you inboxed a Nubian goddess. <laughs> Nubian underscore guys. Uh, underscore goddess. Eight, eight, eight. <laughs> an, an explicit sexual message. 
and sent her a picture of what it seems to be an engorged penis. <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain this action? Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, it, you know, I, I do have to say it was cool enough to get everybody's attention. You know, it's cool enough to like, you know, again, we're talking about it, so obviously it worked. Yeah, it's you know, cheap marketing. Uh, it's really cheap marketing. I'm, I'm sure it's literally they didn't even have to like they just had to create a page, you know. Um, but just like signal, I guess like something's coming, which is really cool. Like you know, see the uh, see at the table was a, a 2016 album, so yeah, I see like she's playing some festivals and things like that. So something's coming, you know. I I'm, I'm here for it. You know, I, I think you know Solange has always been one of my favorite artists. So you know, I I, I I'm excited for it. I've been excited since they dropped that like you know that whole like interview thing like like five or six months ago. Yeah. You know, um, I'm kind of cool to see what she's going to do. You know, it sucks because she she has a lot of high expectations. Like, see at the table is like a very <laughs> well received album. And it was very beautifully done, and that that's that sets the, the bar so high for her. Um, so it it sucks to see you know what's going to happen. You know we're already seeing this with, with Pac, where Pac set the bar like very high, you know. But uh, you know I'm here for it. Yeah, you know I think it's and I, I think it's open because it's what's weird is R&B is in the word space. And we've always discussed this in the past where like there really isn't like that niche of R&B that she's doing. There really isn't anybody kind of covering it where it's more soulful. There's, there's a lot of albums, like, let's say, you could even say, like, somebody like, let's say, a Her, where you've got that kind of more of a soulful edge, but it's not like back in the days where, you know, where you had, let's say, the rise of Neo Soul and everything yeah. else. You know, R&B still kind of, for the most part, still tra- trapped in a, still trapped in a trap, actually. Mm. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be cool to kind of see her tackle it. What's going to be interesting is the fact of where, see that the table came at a very drastic stylistic change from her. Where she was doing more, let's say, you know, before that, more, let's say, 80s, almost up, upbeat R&B, something yeah. a little more hipstery. So it's going to be interesting because, you know, it's, is she going to stay in that little, like, like hardcore Motown soul vibe? Or is she going to go back to that weird, more, I'll say party music? I don't think it really explains it, but like more of, the, let's say, avant-garde, alternative R&B vibe, let's say. <laughs> so we'll see. But, we'll see. Uh, yeah, back, that's it for the new news. And now we've got the the, the the debut, the debut of possibly the Gratos, 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 the Gratos, Gratos, the Gratos Migos. <laughs> Is that a Greek friend? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Migos solo album of all time. The greatest. I could guarantee you that's what it is. Offset dropped his solo album, you know, Father for his grown and sexy album, you know, his mature album. You know, one cannot live by the trap alone. <laughs> this is this is Migos trying to you know expand, broaden their horizons. You know, not just out there rocking the Versace blouses, trying to come to the table. You know, now they were in suits. Now they were African regalia on their cover of their albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually like a very interesting album. Um, I I didn't get through all of it because I feel like my attention kind of started waning towards the middle. It's a lot of sounds, same sounding songs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's like, I mean, it started off great. I feel like the first, like, you know, father four, how did I get here? Like basically offsets four, four, four in a lot of ways. Um, and kind of talking about his background and like, you know, like talking about how he has four kids, but also, I mean, I, it's kind of interesting to kind of see some of these like trap rappers open up 
in this way. Yes. And it was a very unexpected. You know, I was not expecting like a deep cut from Offset. <laughs> you know, and now I'm like, oh, he's human. He has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he's not just Amigos, <laughs> a Versace spouting robot. He's actually a real, real fresh and blood. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was really cool to, to, to see, and you know, I, and look, I, I'm not like a huge, you know, Migos fan, so like, I, and I, I don't expect depth from Migos, so it's kind of cool to see depth. Um, one of the things that I was telling you before the podcast, it seems like, well, now we have this trio of like quote unquote mumble rappers kind of putting out, I wouldn't say like deeper albums, but maybe playing around with like you know sounds and playing around with different concepts and playing around with different you know different themes you know and i i have a feeling that like migos heard like the the 21 savage album i was i am and heard uh you know the play playboy cardio album and they're like and he's like oh shit i gotta step my game up yeah or travis scott because even travis yeah, scott was trying to do the, the travis yeah. scott album and, and yeah with, with, with astro world and they're all kind of you know, like these, these trap albums, but like you can tell, like they're, they've created like a sonic identity. They they they're working with these different themes, and I, and I see that on this album. Um, I do like kind of like the sonic identity here. Like it's very much the trap vein, but like like a bit darker. I feel a bit more kind of like I, lots more thump, lots more 808, but. It did feel like it's the same beat repeated over and over and over and over again. Yeah, the, the album succeeded when it when it wasn't the pure trap stuff. That that, that tended to be the more boring parts of the album. Um, but I think that just the basic idea of where he didn't have just all trap stuff is where it kind of makes it a, a leg a leg up a against a lot of trap rappers and also against Offset and um, Takeoff solo albums because those albums were basically kind of boring. Like they were literally the same. You know, 808 Mafia, I don't know if Mike Will made him work in any of them, but that same kind of generic sounds, you know, they probably went through a hard drive, grabbed like X amount of beats, did the Migos thing on top of it, and that was it. Psh, done. Album's done. Where, you could, like you said, with, with in this case, with, with Offset, he purposely tried to push things a little forward, tried to, different, you know, the beats weren't always traps. You had some weird sample loops there. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the subject matter. And yeah, obviously, he knows his bread and butter. So you're going to definitely, you know, a good half the songs, definitely you could just kind of copy and paste it and put in an Amigos album or Takeoff's album or Quavo's album. It would have been the same same difference. Yeah. But I think it's telling that, you know, the Amigos, they weren't really there. I think Quavo is the only guest appearance that popped in out of, out of any of them, if I remember correctly. Either you, and furthermore, he had a lot of guest parents that weren't parents, I should say, that weren't necessarily in the Migos world. Yeah, like you know, you definitely expect you know, as far as for Migos, you know, Gucci Mane would have to pop up, you know, because yeah. that's you know a forefather. But then you had, um, but even things. Well, let me try to get one, like a, like a J Cole. Yeah, like that's a word get. Like nobody really saw that one kind of popping up. You uh, know, CeeLo. Or, yeah, or CeeLo. CeeLo. Yeah. So yeah. it's and and Big Rube doing the intro. Yeah. So it's something where and like I think you nailed it. It's definitely his four four four. It's unfortunate that he didn't kind of keep that that originality throughout the whole album. But by the fact that he definitely tried as much as he possibly yeah. could have, yeah. without I guess afraid that he might drop the bag that he already had. Yeah, I think it's a testament. I, I think it's something where, like, I don't think we were talking about it in the end of the year. Like, oh, this is top twenty hip hop albums, yada yada yada. But I think with in a, in an era where at least you know for the past six months it feels like a lot of major label rap albums have been just you know kind of people on autopilot. 
it's kind of cool that, like you said, like with a longer for Travis Scott, a longer for Uzi Vert, where you've guys, you've got an, a big star here who would have easily dropped another Migo streaming project and gotten those streams. Who's at least trying to break out. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, and he's spitting like it's this times where he actually has a couple of, I yeah. won't say quotables. No, but like, I was surprised. I was yeah. like, wait, that's, that's, that's not offset. Yeah. No. You know, <laughs> and he's trying. And, and I think it's, it's weird. I, I feel like there's been little small examples of all like Uzi Vert has a song. And I have to go look at the track where he's just ripping. Well, I mean, Uzi Vert was like, a, a, like a MC before you know he decided to just like again go on autopilot. Like, yeah. there's, there's like old Uzi Vert like Philly mixtapes out there. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, like, oh, he's it makes like, sense. He was like a real MC. So, oh yeah, no, he because he, he had he had a guest appearance. I was like, whoa, who knew he had this in him? He's just spinning straight through. So yeah, no, it, it's something where because what I think is unfortunate is the fact of where. And I don't want to be that old man yelling in the clouds saying, oh, these kids are having no talent and blah, 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 blah. If this anything is the fact of where, you know, going back to like the Gucci being gets appearance is that, you know, you had this return to this hardcore 3-6 Mafia, 808, heavy, sinister sound of all these like, you know, you know, shoot them up, gang, gang, bang, bang stuff, along with being very self-loathing, along with the drug addiction. It kind of felt like this weird new thing was happening. But now it's a fucking cliche. Enough where you can even make the argument that even the SoundCloud rappers now, there's a lot of hi-hat identifiers there. But even what they're doing is just weirder. Like, you know, like it's just like blown out bass lines. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's they're, they're, they're definitely, it's, it obviously is trapped river, but even then what they're doing is not necessarily trap music. So it's kind of weird where, you know, the, even how the culture is kind of shifting away from it, even though, you know, it's still in the same vein that, you know, your 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 Futures album, which I liked. It's yeah. a solid-ass Future album. Yeah. But it's still Future. Like, these songs could have came out in 2019, 18, 17. No, I know. I mean, 15. Yeah. It's the yeah. same kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Future hasn't caught that wave yet. Yeah. You know, like, like I mean, it would be kind of cool to see Future do Astro World. And like really kind of like <laughs> dive in and really create like a concept piece from like start to be to start to finish, you know. Um, yeah, no, I, I it's just kind of cool. Like, I, like this whole evolution for for somebody who like you know doesn't listen to them, like does, not that I don't like mumble rap. It's like again, like I can only take a few songs before I'm like bored. Um, and I did not feel that way about. The Twenty One Savage album, or like the Playboy Cardi album, like that's actually might be low key one of my favorite albums last year. Oh yeah, of course. You know, so uh, so yeah, like it's kind of cool to see, like, and this is just like it happens in all of hip hop, where it's like you like your boy puts out something that's dope, and you gotta step your game up. So it's kind of cool to see that in the quote unquote mumble rap community. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think it's something where it'll build from there, and and it's good because to a certain extent. The, the world and I think it's also the fact of where and we've discussed this it's, it's dying like to a certain extent you know even though we both kind of profess that we liked a lot of Ariana Grande is doing the simple fact is if Ariana Grande is doing it and borrowing those same kind of beats and kind of borrowing those same kind of flows oh, of course it's like we've got to move on of it's course like, it's got to be you know <laughs> I mean, it's this time party done I mean it's like slang you know like we come up with like the cool ass slang and then like all of a sudden like everybody's saying like lit you yeah, know like we gotta move on oh I was reading Airbnb magazine and, and they used the word lit in it and I was like how are you gonna be on some like you know Boston bars are lit it's just like come on dog yeah, I, that does not surprise come me come on dog what does are we not doing? surprise me what are we doing <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the agenda here? Um, 
you have some stuff, some new new music stuff, which is great because I. I'm about to dig through my Spotify. I might not have that much new music this this week. So. Well, I, the, the last thing I think for me is is in, is an interesting one is Doja Cat. So Doja Cat has a song with, with <laughs> your girl, with, yeah, my, my girl with uh, Rico Nasty, and uh, it's actually pretty solid. It's, it's Tia Tamara, so it's a cute little video where it's all looks cartoony and Tia Tamara obviously referring to her breasts. Wink, wink, hint, hint, chuckle, chuckle. But um, the only reason why I kind of find it interesting is the fact of where. You see somebody kind of trying to write their kind of career. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, I remember the Pitchfork had an interview and the interview had a review of it kind of, and it was positive, but it also, I guess the idea, we've discussed this, is, is basically about cancel culture. Because if you, at the crux of their review, it's basically like, you know, this is not a bad song. They're both doing pretty well, but it's kind of weird. It's like, how do you deal with somebody where, you know, and not to say that she's homophobic, eventually she kind of came out and kind of said, yo, my bad, I fucked up. Yeah. But it's just like, how do you deal with somebody where, you know, and particularly an artist in her case where the reason why, you know, it was Goodwill. It was the Moo song. It was the meme. It's everything else. And then you kind of do that shit. At least if it was some shit where it's like, not to say Uzi Vert is, is above it or even a fucking, like a, a offset. But it's the idea of where... The whole idea is that, you know, she was able to work the goodwill because it was like, you know, she was seen as like a funny, cool, cute person. And that doesn't really gel well with homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a whole kind of discussion about where, like, you know, what's happening with, you know, is it possible to be uncanceled? It's a cute song. I like it. It's it's fun. It's, it's something where I kind of hope I, I struggle with it also because, like, I like the fact of where, you know, she came into the scene where she's an R&B singer, you know. She uses the internet medium where apparently she streams a lot of her making beats yeah. and doing stuff in costumes. So she's yeah. actually an artist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something very 2018, 19 about the way she's kind of moving, moving, kind of similar to where, because we had a discussion about like how Danny Brown was like, tw- like streaming him playing fucking, you know, his stream album. And then he'll sit there and stream Japanese anime RPGs, like Persona. Yeah. So it's just like, it's interesting to kind of see somebody kind of, you know, almost come out of this weird alternate universe or kind of make it happen when she had this traditional kind of route where she was signing and touring and doing all this other stuff. And it's kind of weird to kind of have that clout kind of get shot down. So, but, um, but like I said, the song's cute. I like the song, yeah. but it's, the problem is like, how do you like the song? If you kind of, the artist kind of problematic, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's something where it's I normally be like, Oh, that's dope. You know, it's cool to see, you know, this is the spiel I would give it normally two dope MCs. Riku Nasty's awesome. She's awesome. I don't know if she made the beat. She might have made the beat. Beat is solid. It's a simple bass-heavy beat. Yeah. Fun record. But notice that my whole conversation yeah, I mean. <laughs> was about the fact of where she couldn't, you know, she she tried to defend her homophobia by using more homophobia and yeah. was unapologetic for it for about a week, even if people were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 it sucks. I mean, like, like, in that case, you know, we have to number one realize he's like these are as a human. Like yes. they're not super like like I don't I, I feel like for some reason we we think of recording artists as some, you know, like deity where like they're all knowing and all giving. And you know, that's not the, I mean it's not the case. I mean it's just, it's just these people are <laughs> you know, like products of their environment. Yeah. You know? And not saying like what she was saying is wrong was right, you know. It's completely wrong. Um at, but you know you can't be surprised at, at like people's reactions. Of course, they want to maybe defend themselves or whatever. Um, you know, I Doja Cat is like it's kind of weird to me because like I remember like her earlier stuff which I really loved and like the Mimi stuff I'm not like a huge fan of 
So I haven't really been checking for her like that. Um, you know, I mean, wish her the best. Like, it's kind of cool to see, like, you know, like Rico Nasty, somebody that I think it's going to, going to kind of like. Yeah, she's hustling hard. Continue to blow up. New uh, songs, collaborations. We, we, met, we missed her Fader show, by the way. Yeah, no, we saw Because we're lame and old. Yeah, this happens. <laughs> you know, I was too busy watching Young Sheldon. Uh, and we met, like, it was a, I think it was a documentary for it. Yeah, yeah no. she's a Fader documentary, yeah, so. You know, it's, it's all good, you know. You know, I'm like, we, we, missed, we missed all that. Uh, watching, you know, All in the Family. We, we yeah. had the, the VIP invite, and we yeah, missed it. No, you know, we're, it's, we're it's lame, hard. There's a lot of things streaming out there, you know. Yeah. You know? Dude, Russian Doll, man. Russian Doll. Joe, yeah, that, I, great show. I, I wish we had a Red and Stone Talk TV because yeah, I could no. talk about that shit all yeah, day. No. Um, so, uh, so yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, what else I've been listening to? So so that was that was the, the, the basically <laughs> the no music review. review. <laughs> but uh, what I've listened to is uh, Selection, who's always been consistently dope. Dope. And it's kind of weird dope. because they're so consistently dope. Nobody, I feel like, did not recognize. But I feel like right now, if you go just type in selection in YouTube, you could just basically DJ a party and chill, you know? Yeah. But um, there's a dude, Monty Booker. Booker. Uh, okay, Monty yeah, Booker, yeah, yeah. 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 So he has a new single called Interstellar, and it's fucking dope. Nice. And it's just basically, it's, it's, it's and, and maybe that's the thing of well, selection. It kind of reminds me almost like a lot of what's happened with Brain Feeder, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, Brain Feeder obviously is a little more experimental, a little more out there, but it's like, like a seal of quality. And same thing with selection. It's just like a little soulful loop that kind of changes pitches. Is this uh, some stuff you just, just you just feel like you just sit there and run your car to like a club or whatever? This is a dope, pretty song. Yeah, no, it's the same. I feel like it's the same exact template as Brain Feeder. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, anything from Selection, it's like you kind of know. It's all. It's almost like you know, for like sub pop or like like all these like indie labels. Like you just kind of know, you know, or Stone's Throw. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, so I want I don't know if I talked about this um, this artist on the podcast. I've been going through like deep dives of Lizzo. Lizzo, good. For, yeah, somebody else is. I've been noticing a, a popping up a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, basically, you know, I, I think she's like the most versatile and talented artist of 2019. But she's been around for like five years. Yeah, you know, like like she's been around. Like I see, I I, I I'm a kind of I kind of have a late pass around her. She popped up on a few playlists last year, and like I clicked, pl- like or not like she popped up on a playlist like maybe two or three years ago, and then I was like, oh, this is cool, and then she popped up on a playlist like last year, and then like I look on Spotify, she has like a ridiculous amount of content, yeah, like ridiculous, yeah, um, and you know she's you know plus size black woman, proud of it. She's from Minneapolis. I think she like like sang for Prince because uh, if you're black <laughs> in Minneapolis, <laughs> Prince just shows up in your bedroom <laughs> like you're going to sing for me, you know. Um, but she like and she's versatile. So she has this like one song called uh, "Because I Love You," which is literally just kind of like uh, old school, maybe like. 50s, 60s ballad. Oh, wow. And I did not see that coming from Lizzo. Did not see that coming. Like, you know, because she has a couple, like, I don't think she has like a, like, I guess she has like full albums. But like, she has, I I don't think she signed, you know, she drops a lot of singles. And I don't know if that, you know, I maybe that like is her play because she gets playlists a lot on Spotify and a lot of people like, so see, so she gets that playlist money, but I don't think she has a cohesive album. Like, sometimes she'll rap, sometimes she'll sing, sometimes she'll do both. 
And like, because I love you is just like a great, like, just old school kind of R&B song, but like old school Motown R&B song. And she has a lot of fucking range. And you just don't like, you know, she like kind of hits those like Whitney Houston notes at the end. And you're like, was not expecting this. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Good for her. So I, I want Lizzo to win. Like, I, I, I've always wanted her to win because I, I, I feel like she's, she's, I mean, she's a 2019 artist. Like, she, she, you know, like maybe it's not about the albums you put out. Maybe it's like how many playlists you get on. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I think sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes you have like rap songs and R&B songs. Like sometimes that can hurt you because like people don't know who you are. But maybe in this generation, like it doesn't matter. You're going to get them rap caviar and you're going to get the on the R&B playlist and you're going to get on the pop playlist. Like, you know, like. Look at Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty was doing obviously all hip hop, but different kinds of hip hop. Until she just kind of started focusing more on her aggressive, like, you know, fuck your world, fuck you type hip hop. And yeah. that's where, she, that's her lane now. Yeah. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, like, Lizzo has that too. Yeah. <laughs> she has, <laughs> she has everything. Um, but be, like, because I love you is just like, to me, just, I mean, it's just like so unexpected and just kind of floored me. And I was like, oh shit. Like, and then it's like a black and white video that, you know, that, it's almost like this film film noir video, so Oh nice. You know, like it's 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 pretty cool. Nah, she was on Jimmy Fallon like a couple of weeks ago. Like playing like, you know, busting her, like she's somebody where and I think it's and not to kinda of like talk like industry shop, she's somebody where I think it's a good space for any artist to be, even though she may not necessarily be indie. But she's not somebody where you're not gonna see her like I said, put out this crazy album and sell billions and billions of copies. But she's somebody where she's able to kinda of go on late night talk shows. She's able to tour consistently because I, it, it felt like for a minute I would see her popping up. I can't think of any specific kind of, um, like you know the our, our current the Coachellas. Yeah, no. Like she always would get. She always yeah. find a slot for her, and I think it's. I would love to meet some of her fan base, just because I don't. And it's weird. It's kind of fucked up. It makes you wonder if it's also your own weird sexism. and maybe it's me because she's somebody where I would never run to her music. I loved what she was doing because like you said it's. It was always cool to kind of see. Let's say like a site like let's say Stereo Gum or Pitchfork, you know, it's all these white, yes. mopey yes. indie rock dudes, yes, and yet they felt like yo, but his fucking Lizzo. So it was kind of cool to kind of see her break through that space and them giving her as much press as they do all these, you know, quote unquote, on news. But um, it's what's cool about it is the fact of where she's had a testament because I'm even like flipping through here because I wanted to see if she was playing. Uh, Fallon, she played Colbert in 2015, yeah. December, and then she played Jimmy Fallon a couple weeks ago. So you've got this career of her just, you know, obviously, she, I don't know, she's probably not mega rich, but she's making no, money. I mean, she's, she's could, able to kind of like, you know. Yeah, and she's been around for a minute, and she's been consistently dropping music for like the past four or five years, like, which is, to me, is incredible. You know, like, like especially as an indie artist, just consistently drop music. And the cool thing about it too is like she has like dope ass album covers. Like, uh, so she dropped a single like maybe a month ago or maybe in like January called like Juice. And it's like her and a Jerry Coral, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually like a '70s inspired like kind of disco like track, you know, disco funk track. So 
She's like just been consistently dropping music and consistently reinventing herself. You know, like you know, like these pop stars reinvent, reinvent themselves like like every four years. Yeah. He's like doing it every four like weeks, basically. You know, um, which is crazy. I mean, I, 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 and yeah, her fan base. I mean, to, I mean, real talk. I mean, the people I know who like listen to her are white. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, the people I know who are like obsessed about her and like put on, her on playlists and things like that. You know, so she does have that like indie rock fan base. She does have the LGBT uh, uh, fan base. You know, I, you know, obviously, you know. Black people listen to her, um, so like she does, she's able to cut across all these lines. So I'm kind of curious where it's all gonna go. Like it's either going to be the best like flex of 2019, <laughs> or people are going to be so confused. Like it's just you know going to fizzle out. But I, I, ho- I hope it's like the the former, not the latter. Oh, nice you shit. Know? So yeah, shouts to Lizzo. Shouts to Lizzo because you, like I said, for a minute, I'm always happy to see her. Um, I don't know. My, my last deep dive is interesting because you kind of made a quick mention before. It's going to be thanks to, of all things, Russian Doll. Because Russian Doll soundtrack is off the fucking hook. Bro. Across the board. Bro, that, that show. Yeah, so, anyway. So there was a song in that in the soundtrack. I was like, oh, this song is Flames who made this song. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a dude called John Miles, okay. M-A-U-S. I might be mispronouncing it, but he's down with, remember Ariel Pink? Again, going yeah, back yeah. to the whole, oh. The, the, the indie dudes who get all these props just because they white guys guitars but um his thing is he does heavy heavy 80 synth music heavy like i like it's almost like a time warp and he does it with like a weird baritone voice it's almost very like uh post-punk so it's almost like uh like joy division mm. but at the same time it's and it, and then it kind of link, 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 put him with Ariel Pink, I think, not necessarily for sound because, like I said, Ariel Pink is very stripped down, but it has something to do really with this hardcore '80s synth sound almost. But uh, he just has songs where it's just like some of them you can't tell if it's joking, some of them you can tell it's real. It just seems like he just is he just makes up lyric off the cuff, basically. Yeah. So like, where is it? Where one one of my favorites for let me flip through it would be uh. But he's got great titles too. We must become the pitiless censors of ourselves. This is like 2011 album. Mm. So he had one, uh, uh, "Pussy is not matter of fact." Mm. That's 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 and that's the same mm. lyric over and over again. But what got me was uh, he's got a song on the Russian Doll soundtrack called uh, "Cop Killer." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that shit yeah. is flames. I yeah. was like, oh, what is this shit? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what well, was that original song? Or I thought the I, no, it's 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 it's, 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 it's the cover. It, it, it's, it's is it a cover? I don't know. Yeah, but I, either I way, it's interpretation was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that, I did a deep dive, and uh, honestly, it's dope. And I think it's like I said, sometimes the lyrics are a little funny, um, good and bad. But like the synth, the actual music, music that he does is fucking flames. It's like pure vintage '80s synth stuff, and mm. it's not cheesy. It's stuff we could imagine, like if you had like let's say, I don't know, like Blade Runner. Like, I know there was a big thing where with the recent Blade Runner, Blade Runner remake, which I actually like and everybody hates because it was very slow. <laughs> but uh, I remember, like, they had LP, like, you know, they didn't take his beat, but, you know, they were, like, hitting all these modern guys to do a lot of heavy synth work. Yeah. And he, his shit is fucking, should, he should have, they should have called him up. But um, it, just, it's, it was just really good. And I, I think it's kind of cool, like, nowadays, because even going to, like, an Umbrella Academy where they did, like, I think we're alone now, Tiffany. Is it Tiffany? 
who I, I think yeah, we're yeah. alone now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I don't. It's in general. I don't know if the, the budgets are getting more expensive or if licensing is getting cheaper. <laughs> but it seems like a lot of people are kind of upping their licensing game. Where before it'd be a rarity to hear a song, but like you know, I was watching. Um, I'm watching uh, Umbrella Academy, and it's like Tiffany alone now. Radiohead did a lot of these like kitschy, cool songs, well played. So. I don't know. I, I guess I guess the algorithm now has to count Netflix. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm serves the, 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 your choices and also the music selection behind. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like we need to do a sub podcast on Russian Doll and just like drop it somewhere. Yeah, like, no, we should, man. That like number one, the multiverse apparently with that and Spider Man. Like the, oh, yeah, the, the home of the multiverse is in New York City. Uh, are you ready for this hot take? <laughs> I, I think it's because we all know that the current dystopian world we're living in is burning. We all hope that somewhere <laughs> there's versions of ourselves that are living really good lives. <laughs> I feel like I just want to find a portal. I want to find like, some sewer in the Bronx where like this multiverse exists. <laughs> just walk through and it's like, oh, everything's fine here. <laughs> Brock is voted for a fourth term. <laughs> Israel and Palestine are together. <laughs> Everything is great. Oh, man. <laughs> and on that note. On that note, people. Um, you'll find us in the alternate universe. Universe AXB12, to be exact. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm formula now. I'm, I'm gonna, ready. Get that portal popping. <laughs> Got a teleport over there where basically everybody kind of in flying cars exist over there and oh, all the cool shit. Bro, it's gonna be, there's oh, no, child, no climate change. Oh, it's going to be great. Vicky and Tupac are both alive. That's right. Yo, it's crazy out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy. But Biggie's a Republican, though. It's fucked up. I would say, I would say, Tupac would be the Republican. Yeah, Tupac would be Republican for Biggie. I can't match him. Yeah, I, I could see Tupac like, like doing like a little Kanye. Yeah, it's like you pours. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Brenda does have a baby because she's uneducated. <laughs> Take it from the system. <laughs> Take it from the system. Uh, and on that note, people, uh, you know, uh, as always, we appreciate your support, your yes. listenership. You know, you know where to find us on all the social medias. Yes, and you know, in the streets too. You know what I'm saying? In Come at streets. me. Prospect Heights, Harlem, stand up. You know what I'm saying? Find me at the bodega. I find, find Reggie at the bodega. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Don't find me. Don't dox me. Uh, <laughs> All right. Stay warm out there, people. All right. Until next time. Peace. Peace.